He ran his hands through his thick, dark hair, as he always did when he was trying to work out something that perplexed him. After a moment or two, he leant forward, as if to get closer to the scene being played before him. His brow creased with concentration. He weighed up the evidence, just as he had been taught to do by his tutor, Dr. Bell, when he was studying to be a doctor in Edinburgh. Everything indicated that he had stumbled on a medieval torture chamber, except in this case, despite his evident discomfort, the subject seemed happy enough to comply. The older man was still having some difficulty in sliding his companion into the correct position. Seeing James, Professor Lombroso, for so he turned out to be, beckoned him over. You, over there, give us a hand, won't you? This is clearly a task for two rather than one. James obeyed, and under the older man's direction, held the subject by the shoulders, steadying him whilst the various straps were fastened. Now all that is required is the calibration of the dials, and we can start the experiment. Uh, Perhaps you could assist by recording the results, as you have already been so helpful. James nodded. He had not expected his chance to come so soon, and he was somewhat apprehensive. But this was at least one of the things he had come to the University of Turin for, hands-on experience of the new science of criminal anthropology, and it was an opportunity he could not turn down. Being in a foreign city had already lifted what had become his natural state of gloom, and now, despite some reticence in the face of something unfamiliar, he was exhilarated at the chance of being a part of something that previously he had only read about. The professor gestured towards the equipment. Now, young man, what you see here is a measuring device. You see this oval in the centre? James nodded and moved closer to inspect it. Touch it. What does it feel like? Professor Lombroso looked at him, bushy eyebrows raised. James leaned forward and put his hands round the oval, expecting it to be cold and unyielding. Instead, it was soft and flexible. He nodded as if he had been expecting it all along. It bends. Exactly. You see, it's made of a pliant metal. Our subject here has to compress and pull at it so that we can test his strength. Off you go, Otolenghi. The subject grunted as he pushed and pulled. Beads of sweat started to appear on his forehead. He stopped and mopped his brow with a handkerchief. The professor urged him on. Come, my friend, keep it going, or we won't get a decent measurement. Otolenghi gave a rueful grin and started again. Lombroso looked over his gold-rimmed glasses at James. Now, what I need you to do is to keep an eye on these dials and call out the numbers on them as accurately as you can. Do you think you can do that? Yes, sir, James replied confidently. Eccellente. Now I will record the data, and with a bit of luck we'll get there. (laughs) Keep going, Otolenghi. Otolenghi, now a deep red colour, continued with his labours, and James called out the numbers on the dials, hesitantly at first, and then, as they went on, with more certainty. After a number of attempts, the experiment was finally completed. Otolenghi looked relieved that it was over. He was drenched in sweat by his exertions and was clearly exhausted. There was a good deal of handshaking and nodding and expressions of gratitude, as the participants inhaled their own, perhaps not entirely deserved, sense of achievement. As all of this was taking place, 
Out of the corner of his eye, James saw the door open and a woman enter the room. She was tall and slim with long dark are clearly impatient to begin your studies. Sophia here tells me she left you in one of the empty exhibits rooms, but when she returned to collect you, she found...